Greetings, humans. It is now feeding time. Commencing entertainment. You may now listen to audio vibrations. Life as a slave on an alien ship. It's the only life to live. Nothing has greater purpose than to serve our master. Composition end. Now listen to Squackle cast via intracommunication apparatus. Hello, welcome to the Squackle cast episode 29. I'm your host, Dave Poubond of Squackle.com, and with me today is Solid Billy, or Billy. Why do we even go by those names? <laughs> What's the deal? Um, what was the point of it? Well, that's my name on my website, and... Why can't you just go by your actual name? Why did you need an alias? Um, it's part of the fun. Of what? <laughs> <laughs> um, isn't it? Because uh, no one wants to know me by my real name on on uh, human. I don't think it matters either way. So why did you even make? Well, like I know it's it's it's, it's your screen name or whatever, right? Yeah. Okay. But then why did you need to keep it for the website? Because uh, aliases are part of the thing. They just, they just Since work. when? No, you're not since a spy. The be- since the beginning of the site. That's, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just what we we all call ourselves like different things when we started the site. It didn't. His name is Unnamed Hero. Oh, okay. Was that is that true? Yeah. I thought it was just Ed. I don't know. No, right. it's not Ed on there. It's Unnamed Hero. Which that is about him. <laughs> 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 That's okay. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say his phone number and address where he works. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, the alias is just a funny thing, I guess. And then, uh, so it started out with funny names, and then it kind of grew into like whatever you call, you should call yourself. What online. other what other names did you reject before you settled upon? Well, I mean, initially I was Dave Bond, and then when I started the humor site. That was my like screen name, and then when I started the the humor website, I wanted to be funny with my alias, so I put Poo in the middle. Okay. And that's basically it. So yeah. I like I liked James Bond when I was like twelve years old, and then when I started the humor website, I wanted to make a funny name, so Dave Poohund. Was that really uh, the story behind that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. That just made it up like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked the uh, the GoldenEye game on N sixty four, and so when I was on the spot, I had to think of a, of a screen name because my mom was like, what screen name do you want? Think of one right now. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like looking around, and I saw my Nintendo 64, and it had GoldenEye in it. And I was like, you know, I like James Bond. I like how your mom basically just tortured you. Into- <laughs> <laughs> well, she's like, I'm not leaving until you make one because <laughs> the computer was in my room. Cause what she- kind of threat is that? <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> cause it was like we're, we're like signing You're up for AOL. You're not gonna be able to jack off because I'm not gonna. <laughs> we're signing <laughs> up for a- a we're signing up for AOL because that's like how we had internet back then because we had, we had to use dial up. What was your mom's screen name? Uh, just her name. Okay. And it, I thought that was part of the thing. She didn't make up a goofy name. I don't know. She wanted me to have an alias, but she used her real name for whatever reason. So whatever. <laughs> good story good story i was only 12 what, what, are, what, what am i gonna do about it i can't talk back to them <laughs> I, can't say, I can't say like just making my name you could have just said that that would have been easy no she didn't want me to have my name okay so i had to, I had to do dave bond all right good story good story yeah, yeah. 
And so then today's uh today's show. Yeah, we so got to, nothing. <laughs> we got. So today's show is basically nothing. No, no discussion. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, we could just talk for an hour about your screen name. <laughs> well, it was more than we thought about yeah. beforehand. So uh, that's already four minutes right there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we gonna talk about? <laughs> um, there are a couple things. Um, the first one is this is the last episode in which the current theme song is being played. What's the current one? It's um, it's the alien one. Okay. Where that's I have all the huh? In our country one. A country one. Oh, uh, yeah. I wrote one, but I didn't make that one. I was uh, I was trying to do like a rap one for the for the last one. It turned out to be like some weird rap thing. And then this one, I was trying to do like some sort of a poppy sort of thing. And then it just turned into like the weird alien um, him, I guess. Alien slave him. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it is, right? It's like uh, no, I never listened to it. Like you know how like uh, what are, are those... you supposed to put these on iTunes or whatever for people to download or not download? Case <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Well, know. yeah, the uh, Squacklecast is listed on iTunes. Okay, but not the theme songs. Um, but yeah, I mean every every time I put a new one in the listing on iTunes updates. It's only the last 10 because it goes off the uh, RSS feed. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so anyway, it's like the alien slave him. And then it has like, has, like, those cheering children locked in a prison, basically, on an alien ship. And they're this listening. This is way too elaborate for a theme song. Like, <laughs> that's not even new to the podcast. Why did you even do it? Uh, it sounds more interesting than the podcast, actually. <laughs> well, you haven't, I don't think you actually listened to it, right? No, I don't listen to it. <laughs> so, I don't should, listen to the podcast that I'm on. You should on. listen to, yeah, you should, <laughs> you should listen to it one time. No, I'm good. I'm right. <laughs> it's fun. Anyway, um, so that that's what. Okay, so basically the idea was that these children, the children that cheer, usually at the end of the theme song, they're stuck on an alien ship flying around and they can't do anything because they're slaves, and so it's time for their entertainment, and so the alien plays the slave hymn that they forced some humans on some planet called uh, Chong Three to play or to record, and so every time they want to entertain. The humans, or it's like entertainment time for humans. They play that song, and they believe that's like the the entertainment for the children. Okay. And then, um, so the Squackle Cast is part of that as well. So then they they uh, retrieve the I Squackle thought, Cast. What? I thought the Squackle Cast was the entertainment. Why? No, it's like it's like part of the it's, entertainment. It's part of the entertainment. So the the song is the first part. It's like this but is the time where you the listen other, to the song. What's the rest of the entertainment? It's and then uh, the the Squackle Cast. It's the entertainment part. So they cheer for the song, but then they boo the Squackle cast. That's, that's the point. Okay. And the song is awful, but then they like it. But when they say, We're gonna, now it's time to listen to the Squackle cast, the children are like, no! <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole joke. That's the elaborate joke, is that this awful song is better than the Squackle cast. The sad thing is that somewhere in space, like this may be transmitted, <laughs> it may actually be true. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, so that's a little behind the scenes thought process in the on this uh theme song. It's uh, it's probably more it's probably more thought than any other podcast puts into their theme song. We're now at eight minutes now? Seven and a half. Oh god. <laughs> 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 so so the next one I have to make a new song, right? 
So mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to make, really. Because basically I made that last one on the spot. I was like with the intention of making some sort of like a Chris Brown pop song sort of thing. And it just turned into that. Yeah, you might as well just uh, cover David Bowie. I can't, I can't do Chris Brown. How am I going to do David Bowie? I don't know. It's, it's going to come out something else. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> it's not going to come out either way. It's gonna... well, well, the next one, I, I guess I'll try the country one and see what happens then. All right. Because I do have I do have some written down. I have lyrics written down. But since we mentioned David Bowie, uh, were you a David Bowie fan? Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, more just a few songs rather than like his whole albums or anything like that. And I think I kind of knew him more as an actor. Than what was the first movie you seen him? First movie. Well, I mean, I think I just know know of him in Labyrinth. So that was kind of like the most exposure I had to him. I didn't really see Labyrinth, but I knew about it, and I saw like pictures all the time. So did you even see any David Bowie movies? Or I, I'm pretty sure I did. You just see, knew I, of his movies. Uh, let me look up. I, I know I had at least seen one. Um, so I have to I have to look it up and see which one it was. I mean, it's possible I saw Labyrinth at some time, and I just didn't know what it was when I was like younger. Because the first David Bowie movie I watched was The Man Who Fell to Earth. Have you seen that one or heard no. about it? It's pretty much one of the... It's probably like one of the two or three films that is mostly associated with David Bowie. Because it sort of... Um, it sort of plays off of his Ziggy Stardust characters, like his space characters. Mm-hmm. Where he plays an alien. I think he was... Oh, The Prestige. That's what it was. That was the first one you watched? Um, probably. Or is that the only one you've seen with him? But he had a small uh, part. In that Twin, movie. Twin Peaks. He was in. He that. was in Twin Peaks. I yeah. don't remember him. Twin Peaks. Yeah, he was in there. He was in Firewalk with me, and also the series, like the first episode. Uh-huh. So that's also where I know him from, or I know him from. And then, yeah, I think that was it. Basically, just uh, I knew him. I I listened to his music sometimes, but not a whole lot. Yeah. So I was familiar with him, and I knew him from Labyrinth, and then. The actual only full movie where I saw him in was The Prestige. Okay. But uh, go ahead with what you're saying again. What, yeah, uh, the man who filled to Earth um, plays an alien. He is trying to find water to transport back to his uh, drying up, dying planet. But then he gets stuck on our planet. And he uses all of his information that he knows about science and physics and technology and becomes like a billionaire... Um, in, inventor and industrialist, but then uh, he still can't find a way to transport the water back to his planet, mm-hmm. and that's that's pretty much it. He just becomes like he doesn't really age; he just stays young. But inside, he's sort of dying, stuff like that. It's an interesting film. You should probably check it out. Let's take a look at it. Yeah, it's from the, like the mid seventies, one of his earlier films. Mm-hmm. And of course, from 1976. Yeah. And of course, Labyrinth was probably one of his more notable roles. And in the 80s, he also had a vampire film with Susan Sarandon. That was quite good. I think I told you about that one, right? The mm, Hunger? The Hunger. Okay. Yeah, maybe. I I don't I haven't, I don't I haven't think I've seen it, though. Yeah. He's been in a lot of movies. You sort of forget like how many things he's been in. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just in general exposure. I mean, yeah, I definitely did listen to a lot of songs, like, but Under Pressure, I guess, was, like, pretty much the most famous song I listened to. And Modern Love, I I liked more recently, like, the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then that's probably his favorite song of mine. Like, uh, that's just his regular song. Modern being, Love? Yeah. And then... Yeah, that, you know, uh, that was, what, the 80s? Yeah. So he's got a lot of good stuff. I just haven't really you know, delved into it or really sought it out so uh, but i i was familiar with him and i knew him but I, it, I mean when he died it sucked but it's like i don't it doesn't really it didn't really affect me too much as much as other people because like you know he's part of their lives kind of in their media consumption and stuff like that so didn't there was a story that came out after his death that um tim gunn the writer and director of gardens of the galaxy was trying to get David Bowie to be... Uh, I forget if it was in the previous film or in the next film, but they were trying to get him to be in the film. Mm-hmm. Because I think he had one or two songs on the their soundtrack for the film. And I guess he had a mutual friend, a friend who was a mutual friend of David Bowie's, and said, like, um, I don't know if he's going to do it or not. He's not that well. And a couple months later... David Bowie passed away, so. Yes, it's very sad. And also, <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I am sad about it. I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy seeing people that actually like die. So it's like, as far as like celebrities. Yeah. Because so, I liked him. I never, never had anything against him. Did or, it have a big impact for you? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, it wasn't like huge. It wasn't, cause, any, again, like I said, it, it was didn't there really any celebrity death that had a big impact on you? Or is it just uh, um, like, that's too bad and sort of carry on? I, a little, I guess, a little bit for the Eagles guy because I listened to a lot of the Eagles. Uh, Glenn Fry, yeah, he just he just passed away too, and so I, I definitely listened speaking to of Eagles the Eagles. More. Have you seen Narcos on Netflix? No, not yet. That the music on that show, it always sounds like it's two notes away from breaking into Hotel California, mm-hmm. and it's bizarre. Like every, I'm just waiting for it to go into Hotel California every time towards like the end of the show, but it never does. It just keeps playing like the first opening notes or whatever. They probably have like three songs to choose from. Probably, I don't know. But it's a good show. You should watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's on. It's on the queue. Yeah. Don't you have a lot of things on your queue? Yeah. Like, what are you even trying to get? Did you even watch Red Dawn? Uh, it's still on my desk. <laughs> it's been there for almost a year now. <laughs> I, I I'm really bad with with uh, watching watching stuff. You might as well just return it. Like, <laughs> no, I want to watch it. I just. I don't know. I just don't have. I have to figure out like when I have two hours of time, and then feel like because I don't have like a whole like two hour block where I want to watch. A Why movie. don't you just watch the first act, and then um, when you have more time, watch the second act. It'll be like watching episodes. Well, it's on it's on Blu-ray, so I have to turn my PS3 on, and then I have to change the TV to the other source. So it's like can't use the computer while I'm doing that, and it's like oh, you actually rent it from uh, as Blu-ray? Yeah. Is it on like a dollar more, or what is? What's your plan? Uh, it's just like another eight bucks a month. Okay. It's not. It's not expensive. It's. Uh, I used to have the three DVD plan, and then I have one. It's like the same cost as what I used to. Yeah, have. I downgraded from three discs to two, so it sort of cover the extra cost of no, no commercials on Hulu. Uh huh. So it pretty much evens out. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just not using it. I, I mean, I really shouldn't be getting the DVDs, but I don't want to lose the, the sub sub plan. So, I don't know. What sub plan? Because like they're eventually gonna get rid of it, so I don't want to. I want to kind of support it. Uh, I thought they just split it off into its own thing. Isn't it just DVDs.com now or something like that? No, it's it's on Netflix still. I don't know because every time they send those mailer homes, it says DVD.com. It's DVD.netflix.com. Oh yeah. But I think it's its own. It's own. It's own. Like yeah, it's like you said. It's a subsidiary, right? No, it's not. It's like the same. It's the same company. They yeah, they were plan. They were planning on doing that. They might as well. I don't know what. <laughs> oh yeah, they were trying to do it like three years ago. Well, what did they uh, plan on calling it? I forgot what it was. Uh, it was Quickster. Yeah. What a terrible name. <laughs> and it wasn't. It was going to be separate payment plan, platforms. So you have to put in your information twice. Yeah, it's pretty inconvenient. And then your queue wasn't even like shared. So it was like, I don't know how it is right now. Is fine. Like it, they, if it's going to die, then they just have to kill it off completely. They can't spin it off. So, I think eventually, eventually, it's all not going to be on disc anyway, or it's not going. It's going to be too expensive to do that to rent it out. So you'll just have to buy anything you want on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm always surprised to see that there are always mom and pa rental stores for movies. Because mm-hmm. there's always like a couple of them when you drive by. And it's like, you have to sort of imagine like, how are they keeping afloat? They're not. They're closing. <laughs> there used to be a place uh, in my hometown that but well, there are we so many of them. <laughs> it's like they're still open. I don't know if they're I don't know selling I, anything else. Or a lot like of those places are, are like boutique, and they have like special certain like types of movies and stuff that you can't like find unless you're like browsing through a store. Because yeah. a lot of times, like uh, a lot, I mean, people are into film like as a as an actual hobby, like we kind of are. So like, if you would want to go and see movies that you would never be normally exposed to, so maybe some of those places have. A good, a big enough clientele to keep them afloat, and they have to. But is there a movie that you actually search out for? Sometimes, uh, I think the last movie that was like really rare was, uh, um, Fierce Creatures, which is that movie that. Uh, but that cat... was pretty big. What in the nineties when it came out? It is was, that... but the DVD availability for on Netflix was always bad. It was like it was only in Oregon, apparently. It was only, <laughs> and there's only one copy being passed around in the whole like United States. So it became an underground thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like being passed around like across the across the United States, and it's like a very long wait. And then all of a sudden it comes up, and it's like, hey, wait a second, I want that right now. <laughs> so, um, so they sent it uh, once it was available. Actually, something weird happened with that one. It was like I think I might have told you when that happened. They sent me two actually. Like one was. Um, being sent, but it was actually a very long way, so they sent me another one in mm-hmm. the meantime. So they so got um, two copies. So I got so I got two movies basically while I was waiting for the other one to come. So it was very nice of them, I guess, to just basically fill in that gap. Wait, did they send you two copies of the same movie, or just no, one? of two different movies? Like for whatever reason, yeah, like yeah, like like Fierce Creatures was going to take like five days to get to me because through the mail, mm-hmm. and so they sent me another one from Santa Ana, which is closer to me, and so basically I got two movies. At that same time, and yeah, it happens all the time for me. It happens pretty. Okay, often. well, I guess you, I guess you might get. You're not special, David. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I know I'm not special. I'm just saying, like that's that's the first no time it happens to me. You that is, much. Is for that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, I and I just finished uh, Quantum Leap last month, so that's uh basically I'm 
looking for another show to watch while I'm. Yeah, you can watch Narcos now. Well, you got to pay attention to that, so it's like more of like a movie, <laughs> movie thing. So like, were Quantum... you not paying attention to Quantum Leap? Or... I was, but uh, it was like, what's while, your problem, like while I was doing <laughs> other things. It's like a it's like a show you can put on while you're doing other things, like like Law. Quantum like, Leap. Yeah, like Law and Order. Like Law and Order, sure, because Law and Order is such. Yeah, I mean, like I guess, like, guess Quantum Leap's the same thing. Like, it's, yeah, it has its, its, its own. It's pro- yeah, it's a procedural, so uh, essentially, so that's what Quantum Leap is. But it's a very good show. I like Quantum Leap. Are you still watching uh, Gotham? Uh, like I, I always am. watch, and I'm always surprised that you still watch. Uh, <laughs> I am, and it's on a break right now. It, I think it's supposed to come back February something. Is it? It may be already back. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not. There's it's... talk of them spinning it off. Spinning what off? Gotham. To what? I don't know. I didn't. Re- I don't watch it. I, don't... <laughs> I only read the headline. Is that um, there were some discussions that uh, the network was talking to uh, DC. But possibly spinning off uh, Gotham for another show, since it's, I guess it's still successful for. Uh, Apparently, they just announced it's like today or something, or they could. They're saying about it like today, so oh. let's see what it says. I do like it. It's a it's a it's an interesting show, sort of. And I've been watching it since the beginning. So, is there anything uh, worth spinning off, like uh... a character or another s- suburb or a city in that? Because I know Bloodhaven is supposed to be related to Gotham. I don't know how. Close well, what's the actual it... rumor though? Like, what are they talking about spinning off? Um, I didn't read it that far. I know. I know it was discussed oh. that. Um... It seems like okay. So it seems like they don't want to do it for a couple years. But yeah. I, I would assume that they want to build up some sort of character that could potentially spin off. But um, I mean, yeah, you can have a couple. It's like uh, the Riddler. He's pretty interesting. Uh, Victor Zaz, I like him. Um. I don't know. There's there's a few characters in there. I guess you could kind of create a spinoff if you really wanted well, to. Which but character would you want to see have their own show or that I would want to see? Um, yeah. Well, it's kind of hard right now uh, to choose because it's only been about two seasons, so I couldn't really tell you off off the top of my head. Um, I think the Riddler Fish might... Mooney's still dead, right? Like, well, yeah, Fish Mooney's dead. Okay. Oh, no, well, she's. You don't actually see her dead body, so let's take it as you will. So she's supposed to be oh, dead. Would you want but... to see more uh, fish? <laughs> she, Jada Plinkett Smith was pretty awful, <laughs> so, but I mean, she, she didn't like her. It was it was funny. It was funny bad. It's like uh, the way yeah, that, was, that was the whole point of it. She was so just she was she was very campy. She was very uh, ham, hamming it up. So it was like uh, whatever. <laughs> like I don't really want to see her in, the, in anymore. Like she has to take a little break. Like we have to kind of get rid of her for a little while, and if she comes back, then maybe they'll be fun. But, um, Carmon uh, Falcone still alive, right? Uh he he like went away. Okay, he but did, he has to he be alive because Batman has a deal with him in his early part of his career. Yeah, right? if, I think if there's a spinoff, you'll probably see it as a Batman spinoff. I think once once Batman gets old enough, like when, uh, once would it Bruce... be? The, it will be the same kid or? The kid's still on that show. I, I don't know if it'd be the same same kid or not. I think I think you'll actually see Batman as as a Batman spinoff. If that makes sense. Like Gotham will still be about James Gordon and that stuff, and maybe there's back and forth between those two shows. But the spinoff, I think, will actually just be Batman. So it'll be Batman, and then it'll be uh, like a prequel with Gotham. 
Yeah, I think something like that. And it would just be sort of this past and present interplay. Probably. They would probably do something like that. I mean, at some point, they're going to get tired of doing this formula or it's not going to work for them anymore. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to try something different and maybe maybe they'll do like a time time jump or something. So like Gotham will be about more the the city and how it works and stuff like that. And Batman will be more about the superhero-y like fighting crime stuff. So I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because everything I heard coming from DC so far is that they're not going to do any Batman stuff on TV. Like you're not going to see Batman on TV. Well, I mean, Fox has money, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that they that they'll be able to uh, convince them with some. Because they're not even doing. uh, I don't think they're doing Superman, but you see glimpses of a younger Clark Kent on the Small Girl show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Or maybe it was Superman. I don't know. I don't think you're going to see Superman, but probably Clark Kent on uh, on that uh, Supergirl CBS series. And Star Trek's coming back. You read about that, right? Yeah, it's going to be on the streaming channel on yeah. their streaming service. So, so that's going to be a little bit. Uh, I think it's going to be a little concerning, concerning to me. Cause it, cause um, it's because like, it's on a. Their streaming service? Yeah, or? it's like streaming only. So it's like, well, how much is the budget actually going to be? What's it going to look like? Is I think gonna, they're just trying to... Is it going to be like a reboot kind of thing again? Is it going to be like a sequel to everything? Because the, the last time a Star Trek TV show or like Star Trek canon, like no, normal canon in the Prime Universe was... Yeah, Enterprise. But Enterprise was a prequel. So it's like really what it was is Voyager. The end of Voyager was the very last point of that Star Trek story. So unless you want to I, I I think that Star Trek Online is supposed to be canon, but I mean, I'm sure that they'll just get rid of that as canon, or they'll pull from that. Wait, are you saying that Enterprise isn't canon? It is. I'm saying it's a prequel. Yeah. Okay, but I don't know the way you phrased it. It seemed like there was a negative there. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying as far as the story goes, the mm-hmm. the the actual story timeline, the last point of the story is Voyager going home. And like they have like a couple future yeah scenes, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, I don't think there's any more information other than it. Yeah, after that point, there's no real TV show or anything that uh, goes past that point. Of course, Enterprise came out after that, but that's a prequel, so that happened before everything. So, this filling in the gas beforehand. But I'm saying after Voyager, there's basically nothing that's canon. So that they've actually written, unless you want to consider Star Trek Online a continuance of the Prime Universe, which Supposedly it is, but I doubt it's going to be when they actually do this TV show. Uh, I think the same producers of the movies are going to do the show, so probably not. So you think it's going to be like a continuation of the the movie Star Trek? The, the it more may, recent ones? Yeah, it may have more relation to that than uh, the previous series shows, but I don't know. At this point, it could be either way. I think they're just really interested in getting a Star Trek sci-fi series out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing. Uh, but would it have, have the it, same but... flair as um, what you would expect from a Star Trek series? Because Star Trek does a lot better narratively as a series than um, it has been in the field. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think it'll probably end up being more like Next Generation, where it's more of a political sort of thing, because those are low budget. So they don't have I a feel lot like of it's going to just, it's going to skip more of the, um, of the um, human condition type of stories. You think it's gonna be more actiony? 
yeah, it's going to be a little more action and effects. It, if probably... anything, it'll probably be more like Doctor Who, where it's just okay. more sort of like fantasy sci-fi than anything else. I think it'll be more like Next Gen, personally. Maybe yeah. a little more like Voyager, because Voyager had a little more action in it than Next Gen. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe it'll be more like Voyager than anything else, as far as the action versus political stuff goes. If anything, it, you might be able to hope for... Um... It's probably something like Battlestar Galactica, the remake. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that one on, on Sci-Fi or? I did. I watched the whole thing. Did you like it or? Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, the the ending was awful, but <laughs> <laughs> it passed but, prime out there. Like, but I mean, I guess what did you expect? Season three <laughs> <So>. was <laughs> on the decline or something. No, I mean, I, I enjoyed every episode of that up until the very end. Uh, the very last episode. You didn't like, like the ending, or? I I got it. It was just kind of. It was just loopy for you. It was. Just... It was. Uh, it was a cop out. I think it was just basically like, okay, I get it. I get... <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't. It wasn't really thought invoking or. I mean, like I get it. You're clever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, I guess, I guess that's clever. <laughs> like, not really though, because I knew that that's what was gonna happen. Like, like it didn't really resolve anything that you really wanted to know about like the, those uh the light angels or whatever i like, didn't really ex- go into that that much like they were part and of the Starbuck story what's the deal huh? <laughs> and starbuck was dead for yeah and like all of a sudden she disappears at the end and it's like okay well they don't really explain that too much and i suppose that's you're supposed to fill in the gaps was like oh it's the angels or whatever it's like god and blah 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 so it's like i don't know I would I would I would have I would have enjoyed more of a, like a sci-fi sort of explanation to it rather than a faith-based one or. But that whole show was had to do had to do a lot with faith-based. Because oh, what was in President What's Her Face, like very religious, wasn't she? Or she was a teacher. She was. I don't think she was as religious. I, I don't forgot know what it was. I think, there, but there was quite a bit of religion. Aside yeah, there from was that uh, sort I of. I just I just personally would have appreciated something that was a little, a little more. Like thought out instead of just saying, "Hey, it's God," or "Hey, they're angels." <laughs> That's basically what it is. It's not like it's, they're not they're not putting any effort into it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, "Hey, remember that thing that you learned in Sunday school?" That <laughs> it's like, like they didn't really they didn't really try to be creative too much. Mm-hmm. I think that that's my problem with it. And you watched uh, the new Star Wars? Uh, I did. How'd you and, like it? Uh. As I far as I get farther away from the movie, I don't like it as much. Uh, I think when I first saw it, I was about like eight and a half out of ten, mm-hmm. and then it kind of decayed to about an eight, and then now it's kind of like a seven point eight. So it's a little bit as far as as I as I get farther away from having watched it, it's like it doesn't feel like so much of a, a profound experience anymore. So I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It was better than the prequels could ever have been. I've heard some mixed but, things because I know people who really liked it. I know people who thought it was okay, and yeah, I'm more, um, those like, who were in between, they thought it was entertaining and okay. But then after a few more watches, they liked it a little more, better, mm-hmm. and got some more um, substance out of it. Maybe I have to watch it again. Uh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of the uh, impact of the original trilogy is that I watched them like four or five times. Yeah. Before. Man, you watched I, it at uh, AMC, right? Uh, yes, I watched this one at AMC. I watched it at Regency because it was cheaper, and I didn't want to really face a crowd watching it like a week out. <laughs> and it was terrible. I think they zoomed in 
when they were um, screening it. So the picture was a little blown up more than it should have been. Mm-hmm. And I think they sped it up to like 1.5 That's for weird. like the first 20 minutes. Because I don't think, I don't think um, Ray was supposed to be chewing that fast. <laughs> or was she like chewing furiously when you saw it? I, I didn't know. Because <laughs> I was watching it and Oscar Isaac's character, Poe, he just bursted out of that tent in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it just ran towards the camera when it was coming in. And I was like, why is it moving so fast? And then later on, when you see Ray eating... She was like she was chewing like it, like she had five minutes to eat lunch or whatever. Like it was insane. Well, right? she didn't eat very. I don't know. It was that's kind of weird. I I I don't remember that being the case. I mean, I think uh, the probably the best part of the whole, the whole thing was uh, the music. So I really enjoyed that. It de- that definitely sounded like Star Wars. So, um, and that was a big part of it that I enjoyed. Um, everything else uh, was kind of okay, and they didn't really explain too much. I think you kind of have to like wait for all the movies to come out, and then you can kind of see it as a whole. And you're like, okay, maybe it's good, <laughs> or something like that. Like this is just like part one of three, and they kind of make it as a part one, and not necessarily its own movie. Like Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Did you have at a le- problem with? At it, least they uh, were like their own movies. You could watch them out of order, and it'd be fine. Did you have a problem with it recycling material from like plot elements <clears throat> from the um, original films? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a problem with it. I think uh, what my main main issue with the movie overall, I guess, was uh, most people their opinion of it is it did what it needed to do, and which was what exactly? <clears throat> it it did uh, basically to distinguish itself from the prequels and to show them it's more like original Star Wars. But I didn't really necessarily go to it just for that. Like, I wanted something a little bit more um, than just what it needed to do, kind of thing. Well, what were you expecting going in? What did you want it to be? Um, did you want know. it to be it, a little more serious? Did you want it like to be more grounded, or did you want it to be like what did you want it to? Probably a little bit more, a little bit more like the first Star Wars, I guess, is kind of a what I'm kind of thinking. Instead of it being such a huge uh, story, I wanted mm-hmm. it to be kind of like a smaller story, maybe place take place on primarily one planet. Um. For like eighty percent of the movie, because like a Star, the first Star Wars is like eighty percent of it was about Luke being trained and talking about or t- talking to people. But then halfway through Force Awakens, it starts becoming a bigger movie, and it's like this and this and this, and they jump here from there. Yeah, so it's, it it was very similar to the first one, though. I mean, it half of it took place, or almost half of it took place on um, was it Jakku? Yeah, yeah. And it kept cutting back and forth, introducing characters from different areas, which was about the same thing that um, the original Star Wars film did. It's not anything different. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like it was it was definitely a lot smaller in the first in the first Star Wars. So it kind of felt like more intimate with particular characters. Mm-hmm. So with this one, it didn't feel as much because you have kind of have two main characters instead of one primary main character and then because like in the first star wars i felt like most of it was luke star luke skywalker right mm-hmm. and then some with leia some with han so but then in this one it was half and half almost finn and ray so finn was a bit as big of a like, i a would say it's more ray. about i say, i would say it's more ray and i think the thing the issue with the characters is that it had one foot with han and chewie and then another 
uh, probably like 60% of the movie with uh, the new characters. And that was divided up, mm-hmm. oddly, with that 60%. So it was kind it was like, of, yeah, it was, it was a hard thing to juggle. It was like 35% Ray, 30% Han, 25% Finn kind yeah. of thing. It wasn't really like in the first Star Wars where it was like 50% Luke and then 25% Leia, 25% Han. Yeah. So it was like you can kind of know, okay, yeah, we're supposed to be on Luke Skywalker's side or whatever. Like I we, think we talked about for him. Before, but why exactly is Star Wars still so popular? <laughs> like, what's the deal with Star Wars? I, I it's personally... Because it's just that type of big event movie that left its uh, mark on the fabric of society. It's just such a big part of culture at this point. Because um, if you go to China, China has no like no issue with <laughs> with Star Wars. It, it, it didn't come out... The originals didn't come out in China... Um, I think they had seen the prequels that weren't that good. Mm-hmm. So going to this one, Disney had like to go all out with their marketing campaign and and sort of force the Chinese people to care about Star yeah. Wars. Yeah, I I personally I personally couldn't. I'm not really a big historian on Star Wars, so I couldn't tell you why specifically. But it's just such a big part of culture now that it's like whenever something new comes out, it's like it's noticed. So it's like, oh, what's what else is going to become part of culture, or what else is going to be refer, referred to? And stuff like that, so I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. But Star Trek had the same, had a similar impact too. How come it's struggling to get foothold? I, I don't. I don't think it's ever been that as big as Star Wars. So I think it's, um, I, the original series, maybe not. But I think in the years when it was in syndication, when it was in reruns, it mm-hmm. was very popular. Well, it, it had. It was a slow burner. It had to build up. It's, yeah, more or less. So, but with Star Wars, it was like, it was like instantly. So that's why it was kind of, it's kind of had, Star Wars has kind of had more time to be at the, at the top of our culture. It's because Star Wars is just a movie. And so movies just sort of had their own. Yeah. I think it's easier to to digest the whole thing where it's like only three hours instead of a TV show, which is hard to find, like, especially back in the day, like you have to watch TV for, you have to figure out what channels are going to have it. It's not accessible. As much as uh, a movie would be, like where you can buy it on VHS or DVD or however they bought it back in the 60s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Like on a film reel, I guess, is what they did, right? Yeah. But um, I don't know. It was always odd because it seems like Star Trek should be just as popular, but it's not. Even though some people – there's like there's an audience, a good audience of people that say they want more like hard science fiction and – um astronomy shows like or um like cosmos mm-hmm. coming back and then the martian doing very well in theaters and before that you had gravity and things like that so it's even interstellar um so it's always odd like like that's the path star trek should take but instead they're going with this more guardians of the galaxy star star wars mm-hmm. route so i don't know it seems like it's it's sort of painting itself into a corner trying to compete with science fantasy <clears throat> instead of yeah i think it's trying to it's trying to Grab more of that uh, Star Wars-y sort of Marvel crowd. Yeah. Uh, but Star Wars, I guess another thing too with it is just that, you know, the, the iconic characters. So it's, it's a lot to do with the characters. Mm-hmm. So with, with Star Trek, you know, you have kind of Captain Kirk, and that's pretty much it and with Spock and stuff like that. But it's like it's harder to explain who the characters are and stuff like that. What do you mean who way. the characters are? I mean... 
You mean just in general? As yeah, uh, just in general, and like, oh, remember when Kirk did this? Remember Kirk did that? No, I didn't see that episode. It's like, oh, I didn't know when he did that or whatever. So it's harder to kind of refer back to it. But when you have a movie, it's all condensed and say, oh yeah, Darth Vader, he did the stuff without the Force and <laughs> all that stuff. It's easier to it's easier to tell people or about either, the Force and yeah, it's easier it's easier to just uh, conceptualize what these characters are. And since because they're stylized in such a way, like Darth Vader has. You know he's all in black, or he's on. He's got that mask on. He's like a, he's like a cool stormtrooper or whatever. I don't know. So it's like easier to it's easier to convey the meanings and stuff like that. Like uh, Star Trek has some of it, like with the Klingons, like oh Klingons, yeah Klingon is like this, and they have the language and stuff like that. But it's like it there it's kind of a lot more rooted in reality, so it's not as fun, I guess, or fantasy ish. So it's harder to, I don't know. That's just what I feel. It's like it's hard to get people to get into it because it's not – it's more realistic mm-hmm. and it's not as fanciful. It doesn't like make people start thinking about stuff like imagination-wise. It's like, oh, yeah, that's such a cool character. I like how that looks. It's about um, Star Wars, right? Yeah. Star like, Wars, I, yeah, I mean every time I try to ask people to explain what makes Star Wars great and they always – give you that sort of bs uh type of answer like oh it has like this cameo mythology stuff and all that and i don't know it, like that doesn't really explain it to me <laughs> you know like well there's like different parts to it so like the lore is interesting i guess like but it's a lot lore of it's is not that interesting to me it's a lot of it's like expanded universe anyway so it's not even really in the movies but the expanded universe stuff isn't canon anymore yeah it's not even canon anymore and knights of the old republic i, I liked i don't yeah. know if you ever played that the that's like the only time where they actually try to expand upon uh, a lot of that stuff in, in the actual visual medium. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think it's mostly just the characters and things that they do. Lightsabers and laser weapons and the Force and all those like fun, like ridiculous things. And then, and in Star Trek, it's... You know, there's some it's of the laser BS, stuff. Man. It's, it's BS. It's, That's what I'm saying. It's not as it's not as like fun looking, I guess. <laughs> like when you look at it, everyone's in uniforms and they're talking about important things, <laughs> morals or whatever. So it's like every episode. So I, I mean, don't know. I don't know. It's debatable when you watch some episodes of Star Trek because well, I mean, that's it has that... so much filler <laughs> through that, the seasons. Well, okay, well, like that's... Um, Deep Space Nine with the baseball episode. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that was like one of the best episodes, man. It, it was fun, but it's like, what's the point of this episode? <laughs> you know? Like, the whole point of this episode was for uh, Cisco to just calm down. Right? Yeah. And then what was the other episode? When they were when they were going around bartering and trading things? Like, come on, what was that episode about? <laughs> uh, the the Tula Bears? I think so. When Cisco's son and that other kid... They were oh, the, st- the self like, self stealing stun bolts. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great. That was like the best episode. <laughs> How could you hate that? <laughs> that was like <laughs> that was such a good episode. Yeah, but I don't know. there's like there's plenty of humorous stuff on Star yeah. Trek. Just I don't know. I th- I think okay. So basically, but going back to the Star Trek versus Star Wars, like as far as culture. No. Well, let me ask you this: thing. going back in retrospect, because um, you by this point you've probably seen Star Wars a bunch of times, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Well, since was, when was, when was the last time you've seen uh, Star Wars movies besides the new one? The prequels I've seen on TV whenever on TV. So it's and probably both, within like, most recent five uh, years. Like if I saw the whole movie in 
from start to finish. Because I just watched the original trilogy before watching um, Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, that first movie, the original movie, half of it just goes nowhere. Dude. It's like, it's, it's, it's quite a bore. Like, nothing really happens for like the first hour of A New Hope mm-hmm. until he gets off the planet and they start doing stuff. And then it picks up with, it picks up right away with Empire Strikes Back, but then it sort of becomes a bit tedious with Return of the Jedi. So I would say in retrospect, the movies are okay. Um, It's the best one of the original trilogy is definitely Empire. And then, um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's not that great when you watch it objectively. Mm Mm-hmm afterwards is that is that the same for you or is it just uh i mean no i i i mean i like i guess i like them a little better than just yeah, it's like i enjoy them but they're not that great i never really liked return of the jedi even when i was a kid i was like this movie's kind of stupid i don't think many people care that much for return of the jedi like yeah. it always peaks with empire uh, yeah i always liked uh, empire and uh star wars the first one i for whatever reason like i watched them a lot when i was on vhs I had nothing else better to do. I just put it on, I guess. Yeah, a New Hope. Uh, yeah, I'm downgrading a New Hope. I don't care much for. A new well, Hope. I guess it's more of a nostalgia thing. I guess I don't know. I like, but I like the. I just like that movie more because that's what that's the first one where they do the Death Star, right? Um, wait. Like when he's in the plane, he's like, "Use the Force, Luke." Yeah. Yeah, that's the first one, right? Yeah, the first one where you're talking about um, blowing up the Death Star, right? Yeah. 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 So I like that. That's fine. I heard in the interview with George Lucas, that Charlie Rose interview, that um, that whole ending sequence from the original film where they blow up the Death Star, that was the ending. That was supposed to be Return of, Return of the Jedi. Well, they had to do it again. Did you know about this? It was it was like the same deal with the original Superman film. Mm-hmm. Where they, it was like a two-part movie. But then they ran in. They're, um, Superman and uh, Star Wars, they ran into uh, production problems, so... They had to rewrite the first movie, and they move the ending um, of the second film or the third film in Star Wars's case to become the ending of the first film. Did you know this? Is this news to you? What is the deal? Uh, sorry, say that again. <laughs> so it's supposed to be the same. It's supposed to be the ending of the second movie that they, they just moved to the first one and then did the same ending again. Yeah, and for Superman. When he flies around the globe, you've mm-hmm. seen Superman, right? Christopher No. Reed? I think I've already said this before. No. Well, at the end of Superman, um, I think Lois dies at the end of that one. Mm-hmm. So Superman flies around the planet to go back in time to save Lois. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be the ending of the next film because the script was so big for Superman that he split up in two movies Superman Part 1, Superman Part right. 2. Um, so they move the ending of Superman. Part two to be Superman one because they were afraid uh, they weren't going to have enough money to do the second film, mm-hmm. so they just sped it up and rewrote the film to put it out for its December release. Right, and so you had the same issue with Star Wars, where George Lucas at the end of his three movie trilogy or whatever that he originally wrote, the ending was that they blew up the Death Star, but then they ran into a bunch of production delays and budget problems and things like that so he moved the ending of return of the jedi where they blow up the death star 
and they moved, he moved it to the first film just to get it out there. And then afterwards, when it was a big hit, he went back to finish writing um, Empire and thought, well, f- well, shit, I just ruined my <laughs> movie. Like, I, already, <laughs> I already blew up the Death Star. What am I going to do now? So, so building another one and then so he they built another one. one at the end of Return of the Jedi. And that's why you get Death Star 2 that they blow up. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that was probably one of the things I didn't like about the Force Awakens. It's like it's another Death Star. It's just a bigger one. Yeah, and they even sort so, of mentioned they even have that tone with Han Solo. Yeah. Saying, well, it's another Death Star. We'll just blow it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know. It, I felt like they they could have they could have done something else. Maybe I don't know. I know that they're trying to make it like a reboot. So it's like it's. I know it's kind of hard for them to make something new when they're trying to do a reboot. I'd um, say it's okay. I mean. It's, it's fine. I didn't really enjoy it as much. It's as... definitely going to move on into its own thing, so it's fine. Yeah, I'm hoping for the next... I hope it's not Into Darkness. Like, like Star Trek, the first one... Well, oh, first... this one felt like it was Into Darkness, didn't not, it? Yeah, a little bit, but not as much. Uh, I thought it was a better version of what Into Darkness could have been, I guess. Like, yeah. it was it was jumping around a lot and didn't really have a whole lot of time to breathe, but it was definitely slowed down a little bit. And Are you was... even excited for the next Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond? No. <laughs> you watch that it, can't, it, it can't be worse than Into, Dark, Into Darkness because Simon sure. Pegg wrote it. It's a different director, so I mean. But this the director, um, what was it? Justin Lin. Yeah, he did the Fast and Furious one. Yeah, I mean, are, are you that excited based on his previous work, or what can you expect? I don't know. I like Fast and Furious. Fine. It was. It's a competent movie. I enjoyed yeah, it's, Fast. It's okay, um, based on that. I think it's better than it's, it's, okay. anything. Almost anything is better than Into Darkness. So, <laughs> I mean, you hated that much. I, 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 I was angry. I don't get angry. I was angry at the end of that movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck was this?" Like, like it's just too. Like, like that movie had too much references, too much jumping around, and didn't make any sense to me. I think that was an instance where they were trying to get people to care about the original Star Trek, and yeah, it was blew up in their face. It was like, wasn't it's that like, wasn't that the first one? I thought that that was the yeah. the goal of the first one, and then they had they're like, oh, we have to bring back the uh, the the I guess the number one thing that, that pissed me off was they they killed Kirk, and literally ten minutes later he was alive. Yeah, and I think that that's what pissed me off a lot because they they basically shat on uh, <laughs> that like whatever movie that was in in the original ones. It's like, oh yeah, you know how how yeah how important that was and how we how well we did it. Well, fuck that. We're we're doing it in ten minutes. Like, (laughs) so you're saying it just lost its emotional impact? Yeah, it lost its emotional impact and it cheapened the original um, completely. So, but you know why Leonard Nimoy's Spock character died in Rapidcon, right? Uh, yeah, because uh, he had to uh, fix the reactor or something like that. No, Leonard Nimoy didn't want to do another Star Trek movie. So oh, I thought you said he like, asked they be killed off. Like... And then he came back for some reason. Um. Well, from what I've heard, is that Leonard Nimoy didn't want to come back to do another Star Trek movie. So, um, his this Wrath of Khan was going to be his last one. And then when they shot that scene, um. The scene where he talks to, um, I think, Bones before he en- enters the chamber. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the director had told him to do 
like a mind meld or something like that that might indicate that Spock might be back or that a way to come back. And so Leonard Nimoy knew that this was going to be his last movie, but since they asked him to do this, it was going to give him some leverage to come back and renegotiate for the third film. Mm-hmm. And so when he renegotiated, he was able to allow them to allow him to direct the third Star Trek movie. Right. That's basically happened, yeah. That's how he got to direct um, Search for Spock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ones that Nimoy directed were always the best ones. He only directed one, though, didn't he? I thought he did two or some episodes, too. I think Nicholas Meyer did two films. He did uh, Wrath of Khan and then the uh, I think the, the sixth one, right? Because the fifth one Shatner directed. Well, he, uh, Nimoy did other things too, like he directed uh, some of the other shows and whatever. Yeah. So whenever he did one, it was was it Nimoy or was it um, Riker? I forgot his name, the actor's name. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, I know Jonathan Frakes did a lot of directing. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, except he did uh, Nemesis or something, didn't he? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he did one of those awful, the awful ones. So I don't know, maybe. Maybe uh, Jonathan Frakes lost touch after a while. <laughs> what else was out that we uh, didn't discuss? Um, did we... Last one was in September, our last podcast? Yeah, last, last one was September. There's a, wasn't there like a Marvel movie or something like that that came out? I don't remember. I, I didn't watch it, whatever it was. It was like Ant-Man or something? Probably. I thought that came out earlier. Did we not discuss about Ant-Man? I don't know. I'm not missing much of Ant-Man. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go out for Ant-Man. Yeah, so Leonard Nimoy directed three and four. There you go. So he did do two. I was right for once. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he wanted to do the whale movie. They say whales. In... Wasn't the whale one? Uh, that was by... Uh, uh, what's his face? Kirk, can't remember his name. The Voyage Home. Yeah. I thought you said uh, he directed that one. Three and four, Search for Spock, and yeah, four was the Voyage Home. That wasn't the whale one, was it? That's the whale one. <laughs> you forgot about this? Yeah. <laughs> that long? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard for me to remember a lot of things. Yeah, uh, Voyage Home was the whale one. I think, isn't your favorite, like, the fifth one where they went camping or whatever and the marshmallows and... Camping? Yeah. Where Kirk was climbing the rock, climbing the mountain? Uh, let me see these movies in a list. One second. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't... <laughs> the Voyage Home... Was I'm telling you, it's the whale one. <laughs> Which why would you believe? Yeah, it, it is the whale. It is the whale one. <laughs> that was most ridiculous one. In, uh, the that was good though. That was good though. Even though it's so awful. It's it's one of the higher rated ones too. Because <laughs> people are stupid. No, like critically acclaimed. It's one of what's more and more critically acclaimed um, Star Trek films. 
Which one's fi- the Final Frontier? Well, there's one that um, Shatner directed. Yeah, that was the fifth one. I'm telling you, it's a. That was the one where uh, they go camping in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Shatner's um, climbing the mountain. Yes. Yeah. And what happens in it? In that one. I think oh, it's, it's the God, brother. What does God need with a starship? Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was a good one. I like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's why it was, it was your favorite. Like, that's what I remember. <laughs> what does God need with a starship? What? <laughs> How dare you speak back to God? <laughs> and six was pretty good. Six was uh, the Cold War one. That was All right. Uh, I think six so, yeah. was the uh, sort of the end of their Cold War Klingon thing. Mm-hmm. The undiscovered country. Yeah, that was the one where it had two Kirks at one point because there was a ship shifter and a, or a shape shifter. Oh, I that's know. the one where he like uh, they're, they're like in a prison or something like that, and he yeah. kicks someone in the knees, and that's like his balls. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's even though I'm sure there's a lot more better scenes in the movie. That's the only thing I like. He made out with um, an alien woman. Yeah, and then uh, turns out that she can shapeshift and shapeshifts into Kirk mm-hmm. and uh, the real Kirk's like I kissed you and he's like, like I thought you liked that like because <laughs> of its ego and all that so mm-hmm. there's some pretty good movies there yeah there's some good times that no one will uh, understand because they're re-watching Star Wars movies What else is there? Did you not like any of the new uh, generation ones? The next generation ones, I do like a couple of them. I don't. I think they're mostly crap, though. Um, which ones I like? I like First Contact. Is that the only one? I think that was the only. That was the only good one. Generations, I know. It, it, even though it's first really... Contact was basically just an action movie, though, wasn't it? Well, it was about uh, going back into the first. Uh... Yeah, and they made um Ephraim, the first Starship, whatever. Or what was for the, the name? Yeah, for the first yeah. So and then uh, Generations, I liked, even though it's really a lot of people hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's kind of really stupid, I liked it though. I I I liked the idea of Captain Picard and Captain Kirk teaming up. So, I didn't like the way Kirk died. <laughs> no, it was dumb how he died. Yeah, but you know, I think even Shatner didn't care too much how. Uh... He went out. There are dumb things, but I like the overall idea of it. Um, Insurrection, I don't remember too much of that. I don't think Malcolm McDowell liked doing that Star Trek movie either. Like From what I remember, I don't think there were quotes about it that he um, didn't care much for doing Generations. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know. It seems like Malcolm McDowell will do anything that will cross his desk. <laughs> like, he would say yes to anything. I don't even know what he's doing. Have you ever seen that movie, If? Yeah, that was, what, in the 70s? Yeah, in the 70s. That was good. I liked it. I watched that, yeah, more recently, I guess, in the past five years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I liked it, too. But I didn't, I kind of didn't get the idea. I didn't really get why it was a movie. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But uh, from what I remember, it was pretty good. He had a lot of interesting movies back then in his prime. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he definitely had a lot of cool ones. Yeah. But now I think he does like 
these indie films and pops up on TV every now and then. Though. So I don't know. Oh, it's that guy. Bruce Willis is getting there too. Like he would just take anything at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's always surprising how many like direct-to-video movies Bruce Willis is starring in these days. And they're going to make another Die Hard movie, which is <laughs> direct to Netflix. <laughs> like uh, they're trying to supposedly. Yeah, they're trying to do it with uh, like some sort of like um, parallel narrative. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a, his him as a a beat cop, and then him in the yeah, future. like him in the seventies, starting out, and then him in the present day. Sounds stupid. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know. There hasn't really been a real Die Hard movie since like Die Hard with a Vengeance. So like everything after that has been like fake John McClane to yeah. me. So it hasn't really. Hasn't well, I know really people who really real. like the fourth one. Um, live for your Die Hard. I know people who like that, but that was pretty dumb. I didn't. I, I didn't even think it was the same character personally. It might be just the tone of it because they had to tone it down for PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting full McLean. Yeah, I think it's basically it's, if it's not rated R, you're like getting the TV version of John McLean. Yeah. So so it's like that's not really John McLean. <laughs> so I feel like he died after Die Hard with a Vengeance, basically. Yeah. So anything after that is like. You know, the guy from... Is it the same with Terminator? You're not getting the full Terminator without James Cameron and... Uh, uh, not really. I think uh, there's other things to Terminator than just the, the killing and the... Uh, well, not really. <laughs> but then, then just <laughs> the like... The movie's got Terminator. Right? Then, then Kurt... Yeah, as long as it's got a robot guy doing doing bad things, I think then you kind of assume it's a Terminator movie. I'm still disappointed with uh, Salvation. You're disappointed with it? I liked it. Uh, I thought it was okay. I was just generally disappointed because it could have been more, and then probably. But I think it didn't it, turn out as. It's well. definitely going for like a more of a normal sci-fi thing instead of a Terminator movie. So I think that's probably what people don't like about it. I, I like the premise of it more than the execution, but I did like some of the concept, mm-hmm. concept art and designs, things like that. But other yeah. than that, it it was it was too generic. Essentially. Yeah, I wanted more Christian Bale personally because he was like the most interesting part. Yeah. I've always just wanted a John Connor focused movie in the future, but they always have to go in the back and back in time and stuff like that. So it like always gets convoluted and it's not really. There's no more laser weapons and stuff like that. So it kind of gets like less sci-fi and more. But you added quite a bit of that in like the first what 15 minutes of the new. Yeah, in the in the, new, in the newest one what was I forgot what it's called. Yeah, I like the guy who played John Connor. He was quite good. In, Terminator uh, Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it actually Terminator Genesis was was a, a well. Fine, how would you rate the John Connors over the years? I mean, there you had Edward Furlong. You had I forgot who played him in the TV show, but you had that kid. You had Christian Bale. And I didn't had, watch the TV show. Um, and you have a who plays him in um, Genesis? A Jason Clark. Yeah, I like Jason Clark. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I think I think uh, Genesis gets a bad rap. It's a little co- it was a little confusing if you're trying to actually really analyze it, but it really wasn't that confusing if you just kind of like don't care about the things that they're saying. Like <laughs> they're like jumping around here and there, here and there, and like oh, there's like three different realities. It's I think it's really hilarious, actually. I think they were doing that just to troll people <laughs> at a certain point. It's like yeah, let's let's do another time jump. <laughs> 
So that'll really throw everyone into a into a hissy fit. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed Tenet Terminator Genesis a lot. I, I think you enjoyed it I too much. I liked the different. <laughs> that's, that's the I enjoyed it too much, really. I, I liked yeah. the the campiness of it. I liked the action was. I think okay. that was another part of it where the premise was just pretty interesting, but it didn't work out as well. Mm-hmm. It was just a little too silly to be a Terminator. <laughs> I I like the idea of it being on an OS. <laughs> like an operating system like on tablets and stuff like that because guess back 20 years ago you didn't think there was going to be tablets and stuff like yeah. that so it makes it makes more sense per, like in a, in a way was it and, just an OS or was it like um, an AI assistant like Siri? it was like both it was all yeah. it was all of it so it was like an OS and an AI assistant and oh everything. that was weird like that was a pretty big launch I don't know why anyone would yeah, it's like <laughs> they, they kind of assume everyone's going to be on board with it. <laughs> One billion pre-orders. <laughs> that was like the least believable part of it. <laughs> like, like the the time traveling, the the killer robots, the laser weapons. One billion pre-orders of it's like they were OS. just giving tablets away. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like... It's like there's no way that you can get one billion people to pay attention to yeah. one thing. Let alone pre-order something they don't they don't have any experience with. Or understand how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like the most unbelievable part of it. That's the most science fictiony part of all of the whole thing. So how did you even like Sarah Connor? She was fine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she was pretty hot. Uh I don't know. It was, again it was pretty silly. Like they try to make her into this big eighties girl, <laughs> you know. Like she lives into Ramones and stuff and Yeah. It's got a walk, man. That was pretty funny, I guess. Like it was funny and referential, but I don't know. The whole movie was kind of silly. It's like a big cartoon, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I like the part where uh, <laughs> basically they made Terminators into into zombies, <laughs> and that's basically the whole movie. Is essentially the Terminator can use these nano machines to make uh, people into uh, Terminators. And I don't think people have really analyzed it in such a way where it's like, well, yeah, basically they're zombies because, you know, a zombie spreads its virus the same way that apparently these new Terminators do is that they, they, just, they just need to touch someone and all of a sudden they're a Terminator. You mean the way they um, turn Junk Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's the first time you ever seen anything like that. And then he goes back and he goes back into the past or whatever to find them. And he's trying to give them his nanomachines. But I don't know why he doesn't just force it on them. He has to, like, have them agree to it. So I don't know. It was um, was it not explained in the movie? Not really. They didn't. They didn't really explain like they why. They didn't break down John Connor and forced him to accepting, like embracing uh, the nano machine. No, I mean no. They showed it in the movie. You saw it, right? Yeah, but it was like a a brief glimmer. Glimmer. Well, there was a part where um, John Connor was telling them like what happened after. Uh, yeah, that was in the the parking lot of the hospital, yeah. right? But I'm talking about with John Connor himself, like when that happened to him, because you only see a brief part of it where, um, where he's like, he's like Matt Smith attacks him. Yeah, right? he's like turning, and you yeah. see that, and he's like on the ground, like the nano machines are like. But they didn't explain it further that it has to be accepted. No, he he, it was in some of the dialogue. It was like yeah, I don't remember. No, that it there's nothing about it being accepting of it or whatever. It's just like basically, he could have done that, but he didn't. Like as soon as he touched them once, he could have just. Like yeah. some mach- nano machines go into him and have it happen, but he didn't. Like he wanted to fool them into stuff or whatever. I don't know. There's a lot of like logical leaps and stuff like that, and didn't make any sense. 
So, or did he have his own agenda? That's why he didn't. Um... No, he was definitely part of the Skynet. Okay. So, I don't know. It was funny because like they made him into Steve Jobs too, because <laughs> like he was like not only was he uh, trying to spread the Terminator virus, he was also was building a company. <laughs> he, yeah, he he was also building Genesis, which is basically like an, a big Apple. Yeah. And then he was like dressed like Steve Jobs too. <laughs> like he had the the black shirt, and he was also engineering a big time machine in secret. And like, hey, how's the time machine going? Oh yeah, you know we're we're making it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is there like a likely possibility that? Steve Jobs had actually done uh, some sort of secret uh, project. Probably. Like, what would he have made a time machine? Yeah, I mean, he's he's obviously uh, from. The well, future. technically, he did make time machine, right? Like, what, what was it? <laughs> time capsule. That's what he did, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's talk about airbags. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're done here. <laughs> How long okay. has it been? Like an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's an hour and a, hour and eight minutes. I guess next time we can talk about airbags. I don't know. What you want. <laughs> okay, next time we'll talk about airbags. We'll talk about iPods. There you go. About classics, how they're not being made anymore as of two years ago. All right, then. All right. Anything to be learned from this? Um, let's see. Probably make a. Uh, make podcasts more often <laughs> so we don't have to remember what we didn't talk about <laughs> good stuff good stuff all right all right see you guys later life as a slave on an alien ship it's the only life to live nothing has greater purpose than to serve our master please free us we are near the planet Chong 3. I'd been driving a Lincoln long before anyone ever paid me to drive one. I didn't do it to be cool. I didn't do it to make a statement. I just liked it. Remember to ask your parents before going to squackle.com. Yeah.